Hi everyone, um, it's me again, Lexi. So this is the second time I've done a podcast and I think I'm starting to get the hang of it. Um, I'd like to thank all my family for supporting me and especially my dad. Um, I think he's the only one hit listening to this. Um, but if, but yeah, I just enjoyed doing this for you, dad. And um, I think it's a nice way for us to really... Um, have a special way of connecting um, through social media, I, I suppose. So I wanted to come out here and talk about um, how a couple of days, no, I, I believe on in the 31st of March, that is when I officially lost all my hair. And I'm going to give you a bit of a, the background story to how it happened and what were my, what were my thoughts during the process and how it affected me. So, um, I, at that point, had very little hair. I had, my hair was very wispy. I had a few strands, but it was kind of up to my neck, but it was very, like, patchy, but I still considered it to be my hair, and I still did, um, care for it as it, like, was, as it was my hair, because at the time, this was kind of the only piece of, kind of, classification and, you know, acceptance that, any girl could have so I tried so hard to keep it um and one day we went to this it was getting bad and my mom and dad knew this so they took us to this place where um it's a weave so um it's quite common these days but basically um basically they put this wig and they like glue it on and stitch it on to your um, hair and it's kind of like a wig that stays on so um, I've never been a big fan of wigs but I thought this could be like a new a new change up like I was this was on Easter holidays um, which just passed and I was like okay I'm ready for change and this bear in mind was in 2017 so I had the weave on all was fine I have sensitive skin and that's something that you should know for later. So as I was saying, I had my weave on and we were about to go on holiday to South Africa um, for a couple of like celebrations. So um, right off the bat, it was very irritating. It was very itchy and very hot. So I had it on and it didn't look very like real. Um, I think the length could have been a little bit shorter because it was quite long. Um, and I, th- I was just, you know, happy with it, but it was very hard. You couldn't really tie and pony, a ponytail or else the seams would show. And it was very like hard to main, like just to kind of maintain. And it was quite obvious that it was a wig. So come to, uh, like, I think this was the d- a day before we were leaving to go to another place and my head, I woke up and there was blood on my pillow and I was bleeding all around my head. Um, and this was because the whole night I had a restless night. I could not stop scratching my head. And I showed to my mom and it had all rashes all over it. And the what, the thing, and then we, my mom just said, okay, we have to get it off. So um, I'm like, okay, fine, finally I get to have it off. So I sit in the bath for two hours like, crying. At the, like it was excruciating, my mom trying to pull it off. My mum was under stress. It was just me, my mum and my brother. 
and my sister. I don't know where my sister was. Um, but yeah, it was excruciating because she had to rip it off with my hair. But I didn't realise that the my my whole head of hair would be stripped from my head. I thought, okay, fine, it's just going to go back to how it usually used to be. So it finishes and finally, like, I'm in the bath crying and um, I look up. My mum gives me the, uh, the mirror because I said, okay, what do I look like? And she's like, like, Lexi, just calm down. It's okay. And she passed me the mirror and I had no hair. I had a tiny few little strands and whisk, like, not even, not even strands, very short cut hair. And I was shocked because I went from having, like, a little bit of hair, a little wispy that I still considered to be a hair. I had a fringe and it wasn't thick, but it wasn't, it wasn't nothing. And then I went from wearing this wig to having no hair. And this is the first time I've been bald before, besides from being a baby, which I was very cute. That's besides the point. Um, so it was very, very, very scary and very humiliating. Um, I looked, I didn't even look at the wig. I think we threw it away. But um, I just didn't know. I, I was like, I, 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 I honestly, I was in disbelief. Every time I looked in the mirror, I started to cry because in front of me was a monster who I didn't know. So um, this is kind of in the part where I think kind of start to get, not worse, but my mental, like, esteem, self-esteem, my mental state was kind of... Um, it's kind of disheveled at this point. Um, I had no confidence at all. And you'll see for like two years of my life, I wore nothing but beanies and caps to try hide all my my bald hair. And I usually used to wear caps and hats to hide my bald patches. But now this was going from full on beanies. Um, I remember one day in summer, it was boiling hot and I was sweating like I've never sweat before and sweating like a pig <laughs> from in with all honesty and my hat was wet my beanie was wet and I was sitting in my classroom and I was I I was in such a state I was never able to enjoy myself and I got very badly bullied um whilst at this pe- like at this period of my life um I was at this a school that really didn't understand the full extent of my condition. Um, And, yeah, I I suppose it was just very, very... It was a very hard time for everyone because we didn't know what was going on. And I wore these very hot, claustrophobic beanies every day to school um, in summer and winter. And it was just a very... a very sad time. Like, I'm looking back at it now... And it, make, it makes like a huge, it makes like a pit in my stomach because I was just at a very low point at such a young age. I don't know how, I think I was around eight or nine or ten, somewhere between there. But if this, yeah, I don't know. But I just remember at this point I was inconsolable. Like I, I have self-esteem, what is it? I don't know. I didn't have it. I, I never had, I never had that. I never got to feel um happy at that point but i have my family to support me and to this day um they have supported me through everything and 
Um, it's been uh, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. It's been four years since I lost my hair. Um, and those four years have been a roller coaster. There have been many ups and a few downs. And I just wanted to come out here and post another short, quick podcast, a uh, little kind of speech, I guess, of how at the end of the tunnel, this is so cliche to say, and I understand that, but I promise you, at the end of the tunnel, there, may, there will always be a light. Whether it's a short period or perhaps a long period, I can promise you to this day, I'm still not out of the tunnel. There are times when I go in and out of the tunnel, but there will always be a light at the end. And I, yeah, like I mentioned, it's very cliche to say this, and I suppose it's quite ignorant because everybody has their own problems and deal with, deals with them differently. But no matter what, you need to understand that you do have a support system, whether that's at school or through your friends or f- through your family, through um, an outlet like social media or art, what, reading. You have writing. Uh, I know that during some low times in my life, I've written um, some stories and poems, and that has also helped. Um, but you are not alone, no matter what. And as someone who's had a very traumatizing chi- time as a child, my biggest, the most thing I'm thankful for is how I got to really see how much my family really care for me. And it's something that we all take for granted, but uh, I know I certainly did, but I don't think I would have made it to this day without them. Because even though I've got kind of a small problem, it's alopecia, you lose your hair. It affect, it took a huge toll on my life. Um, and it's changed me to who I am today. And I don't walk around, and I walk around saying, I'm Lexi and I have alopecia. I've embraced the fact that not everything's, not everyone's perfect and every, it's very common to have something not completely all right. But yeah, every, like nothing's as it seems. You may think someone's living a perfect life, but they're not. They have their own battles to fight. Everyone fights their battles and that's what we have our families for. I'm sure my family, maybe yours or something, has probably had ups and downs and that is normal. They all have their own problems and I think it's important that you be there for them and they be there for you because um, you can't receive things without giving, is my opinion. So just understand that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. These quotes are so cliche, but I promise you, these are what help me cope. There will always be a light at... So here, here... Okay, sorry. So I have a few tips for you um, in order to kind of get over this feeling of being lonely and stuff. Yeah, whatever. So the first step I have for you is find an outlet, whether that's talking to someone, expressing yourself, singing, dancing, uh reading, writing, art, um, you need to find an outlet. And just even talking to your mum or even just talking to your dog and just, or even to yourself in the mirror, it really helps you just clear your mind and clear your chest and 
you will feel a very huge weight feel lifted on your shoulders. And the start, uh, the second thing is to always, if, if you don't have like enough supportive system around you, find one, whether it's your school environment or perhaps an after-school activity that you love to do, friends and family, you you need to trust them and you need to be open with them and they they will help you because they're your family and friends and they know you and yeah and the last thing is to keep positive it's another cliche word now the cliche it's another cliche thing that people often say but keep positive here are th- three or well, a few quotes that I think are very important to discuss. So there will always be light at the end of the tunnel. Nothing is ever as it seems and everybody is fighting their own battle. Recently, mental health has been a very popular topic um, like circling around social media. And I have have my own mental health problems and perhaps you may too. But by confining in someone or a trusted support group or an outlet or even just you know even just um uh, sorry I completely stopped thinking um yeah so everybody has their own battles to fight um whether it's visible or non-visible or verbal or non-verbal Everybody has their own thing to fight, and that's important for you to remember before you just, just judge anyone. So this is all I wanted to come out here and say. This is a very quick thing. Um, I did not prepare this at all, um, but I thought it was appropriate to do. And for my dad reading, listening to this, and all, all my family, um, thank you. I can't thank you enough. Um, words can't describe how much I really feel and appreciate for you. I don't know where I'd be without you. And I'm so lucky and grateful to really have that this support system. And I think I'm, I'm honestly the luckiest girl in the world to have been blessed with such an incredible family. We're very open and I really appreciate that. And I hope that we can always stay this way. And this is something I want to ch- teach my children, to teach theirs, to teach theirs. And um, I just want to say thank you so much for everything that you've done for us, for me in particular. And to my dad, thank you. So, I, uh, there's too many words to describe my dad. There's too many good things. My dad is my human superhero. Um, I look up to my dad. Sorry. I look up to my dad in every single way possible, in every aspect. So thank you, Daddy, so much. Um, And I more than love you, Neil and Ada.